Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com What's up, b Blisters family? This is Derek Somerville. And with me today is the one and only man who hollowed out a moose antler and made a straw snorkel out of it to go hunt fish underwater. Carl, <laughs> man, really. What's up, dude? I like that one. You started relating your intros to the topic for the day. I don't think that one relates, but it was still good. I like that one. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. It's all about fun, though. You can relate if you want. That's fine. Well, Derek Somerville is with me today, and he realized he was an adult when he stopped calling his tent a fort last year. (laughs) I still call it a fort. Oh, sorry. Okay. (laughs) That's uh, that's good. That's uh, now. Now I see. You know what they mean. Like, oh, you mock me, and I compliment you. I I get that. I get that. So, yeah, because people definitely want to have moose snorkels out there for sure hey if it gets you free fish then do it i'll tell you i'd actually i would i would actually try that if we found a rack out there yeah who wouldn't that'd be awesome although i don't know if you could yeah, it would be it'd be hard sure. to hollow that thing out <laughs> that's true um okay a couple things today first of all i yeah we've been releasing those videos like on a weekly basis yes, we've been pretty good would, about yeah. that and we just released the cotton socks challenge so you can see what that's all about that one was this week and then next week on Wednesday, we've got one that I like to call Animal Kinship, where this is like a rare occasion, Derek, where somebody else in our group just straight up challenges me, makes fun of me, and is right about it. So I think you'll mm-hmm. enjoy that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. So, anyway, we've been, we kind of alluded to that in our last episode. Uh, other tidbit I've got is that I we did get some legit feedback, or you got some legit mm-hmm. feedback about the mouse in the pack prank. Remember yes, I do, Carl. Yes, I do. You want to read? Yeah. You want to read that? So a gentleman named Charles said he would lose it too if somebody put a mouse in his pack. So he, I'm not alone well, with that. Well, you know, maybe you guys need to buck up. I will say this. I read a story today. <laughs> I read a story today to my daughter about a mouse looking for a house within somebody's house. And that was, uh, I could just see you cringing mm. uh, as I read that. Yeah. Yes. That'd be yes. pretty creepy. I would not read that story yeah. to my daughter. Good, good story time. That's, I'm, I'm glad you're reading stories. <laughs> All right, so verse for the day, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave mm-hmm. up childish ways. A classic. So Derek, have you given up your childish ways? In life, would you say? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say yes and no, and I, and I think that's a good thing. 
and I'll explain why. I think okay. there's a lot of things we do as children or young people or whatever that obviously you don't you need to mature out of right. maybe behaviors and things like that. Um, yep. But I think there's something to be said, and I think this is a little bit in the backpacking we do. I think there's a little bit to be said about you know having like a like a childlike spirit in in some ways to you know find ways to have fun still. There you know there's lots of people we know in our lives. I'm sure that kind of just you know, they just don't have fun anymore. And I just, I don't want to be one of those people that doesn't seek out a challenge or something fun to do just because I'm getting older. So good yeah. thing. He doesn't say when I became a man, I gave up fun. He doesn't say that. Well, what do you do when you're a kid, Carl? You have fun all the time. I mean, I did. Um, <laughs> there's some good times. You, just like you cried a lot. Did you? Did I still you cry, cry a, lot? a lot, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so you're likening childhood to fun. I like that. You must've had a good childhood. That's, that's good. I, yeah, this is, this is, this is more in response to maturity. And as you grow older, like, you know, the things that were fun as a child are not going to be fun anymore. There's going to be different things that are fun though. And that's okay. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, that's true. So I think in a lot of ways, yeah, I I think you put away your, you know, there's certain things you laugh at as a kid that you think are just the funniest thing ever. And as you, you know, if I'm 40 years old and I'm still like cracking up about this and that, I don't know. People might look at you a little weird and be like, did this guy ever right. grow up? You know, if you're still acting like you're in junior high. Right. You know, things like that. And I am I still know people that are my age that act like they're in junior high. And it's, you know, they just uh, want to remain teenagers forever. And so. we're going to talk about that, too. I guess, yeah, kind of yeah. likening to what you were saying, though. Would five-year-old Derek want to go on a death march? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably no. not. Probably not. But you had an appreciation for it, and we certainly had a lot of fun on that trip. And so, yeah, yeah, you grew up. Uh, the verse is referring to kind of it's likening it to spiritual maturity, yeah. which is which we might touch on a little bit here. But for the most part, we're going to be kind of likening it to this idea of the rite of passage, and and honestly, mm. we're going to be focusing mainly on the male perspective. Do you think there's a way to engage the females in this episode? Since we're going to kind of kind of go male heavy on this one, what do you think? I mean, my opinion is, you know, I mean, I'll compliment the women here. I think women mature definitely quicker in general than men. But I think there's something to learn. I mean, as far as like, you know, you're, you're getting inside the mind of, of men a little bit deeper in a, in a different way. I think that's always a, a bonus. But if you're talking about maturity and, and what that looks like as an adult, I think if I'm a woman, yeah, I, hopefully I can find something to apply to my life. You know, I mean, they're like, Take all the Bible studies that we listen to, and I'm like, well, they're talking about this and that. But I think there's always like some little tender nugget or tender morsel um, you can at least pull away from that you can apply to your own life. So hopefully we can right. throw them something that they can use. I think so. And it, yeah, and to touch on that too, I think that I think there's a lot. I think that if you know, there's a lot of women that may, as you were talking about, kind of the adult that's still a child. Like they might have married that guy. They might have been like, yeah, maybe my husband, yeah. like by age, is an adult, but by behavior, he is not. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. For sure. And and I would maybe even let myself in that category, especially in my early years of being married, which yeah. is part of like what this episode's about, really, to be honest as well. And and so yeah, what do you do in that situation? And then what about if you have a son? You know, is, is there something to be learned from that? I think for sure there is. And I think this could be a good conversation yeah. between husband and wife in terms of raising children. If sure. you are, you know, if you are a mentor of some sort or single mom, I think there's just a lot of things here to take away that hopefully we'll have some nuggets that are that are good here certainly we'll have our own twist on it especially you know it being a backpacking podcast but i think there's i think there's something for everybody here but there is going to be definitely a bent towards this idea of 
you know, rite of passage or the idea of manhood. So, sure. so with that said, Derek, how did you know when you were a man? Um, ooh, okay. So I, I know we, we touched on this, uh, a couple of weeks ago briefly. And I said I had, so my answer for that is actually pretty simple. Um, so I was always a person that was very, um, scared to leave my bubble here in California because uh, you have everything you need. You can okay. get everything you need at your fingertips, right? So For my sure. biggest fear was, you know, going too far away from home where I didn't know anybody. How do I get the things that I need? How am I going to shave? Like, where am I going right. to get deodorant? Like, how am I going to get the... Like, I was just worried about everything. And uh, yeah. I think it, I think it was like 20... I think I was like 25, I want to say, 24, 25. And I did all my school, done all my college. I think I just I got to this point where I'm like, I'm over being in this bubble. Like, I got to get out and like, do something else and for whatever reason i um went and joined this uh it was like a music group well it's like a group it's called it's from ywam so youth with a mission it's like a missionary thing so they had classes and trainings like all over the world so i picked this one in new zealand it was either new zealand or norway and i'm like i settled on new zealand okay i was like i'm just gonna go i'm totally freaking out but i'm just gonna go so I go and I get off the plane. I don't know anybody. The first thing I experience is that some guy randomly running up to me and stealing my bag and running away. And I'm like, what the junk? <laughs> and then I come to find out that he's part of the group and now he's a good friend of mine. But I think that experience living in New Zealand, meeting new people, um, learning how to just do life with everything not at your fingertips, um, it matured me pretty quickly. And I think that I had to learn how to work with other people. I was out of my comfort zone. And um, right. I think the experiences there made me see life in a different way. Made me kind of like look at life and be like, you know what? There's more to life than like having Amazon and Walmart at your fingertips or whatever. Is it fair to say that like you sort of had yourself, you had like a self-driven experience where you chose to kind of break down these pretend boundaries and and basically join like a christian barbershop quartet is that fair to say <laughs> i love how you i love how you package stuff it's like it's totally inaccurate i love it trying to be a good listener sure barbershop quartet uh yeah okay. no no i know i'm i'm just being silly i, I i'm with you yeah why wham's legit and you and you guys and you had to you had to go way beyond your boundaries because you went to the far side of the world really so yeah and i yeah. think my sister done it, and I heard all these. She had a pretty good experience, but there's all these like horror stories. So I'm like, I don't really know right. what to expect. You're meeting people from all over the place. I don't know what they're like. Right. I don't know their story. So okay, no, that's that's good. So yours was self driven. You didn't have any sort of mentor, organization, or father to to really kind of establish this for you. But you you figured it out on your own, which is awesome. And and I think a lot of people, honestly, a lot of people have to do that the way that we, that our culture is yeah. set up. So so I actually had like the worst. I would call it like a fake rite of passage experience in my in my teenage years. This I don't think it can get much worse than this because it because I thought fake. it was like a legit like hey I am growing up hmm. and something important is about to happen here, and it went the total opposite way. Where my uncle he's from Michigan and we were out on a visit and uh, my dad didn't really invite me to really? do things with him like he didn't really have no. hobbies or anything that I could really participate with him and so my uncle was like hey I would like to hmm. take you on a snipe hunt and people that know what a snipe hunt is know where this is going <laughs> Do, are you familiar with the snipe hunt i don't th- I, th- I don't think so it's not a california thing so it's not it's okay if you're not I, so basically 
Like he's he he gives me a wooden stick. We go into to his backyard because he's got a forest and his backyard's got a large backyard. And he's like, what, yeah. what you got to do is you've got to, you know, bang your stick onto like a tree or a bush and it attracts the snipe because they think that's a mating call. And then I'll be the guy with the bag. And then you just like whack the snipe into the bag. It's about <laughs> the size of a pheasant. And I was like, oh, size of a pheasant. Awesome. I have no idea what a pheasant is because I was from California. <laughs> I had no idea anything. And so, so we're sitting out there, me and my brother, and we're, you know, banging our, these pieces of wood on, onto the trees or bushes or whatever for like a while and wow, he's got the bag cr- hilarious yeah he's just laughing he's like after a while he's like just so you know snipe don't exist it, it was just like a big prank <laughs> <laughs> you didn't i was like what's a snipe okay, yeah and he's it? like so he thought it was the funniest thing and it, i think part of his culture or whatever like that was just kind of a funny prank to play on kids and i was like so you didn't you didn't question what a snipe was you're not like well, no, he, no animal. He, he told me and he got his wife in on it too to like she's like well you're gonna have to pluck the feathers when you catch them and so, and she oh, wasn't wow. somebody who joked around as much. And so I was like, okay, well that's, this sounds legit. And I was young enough. I didn't know. And, and I'm from California and nobody's going hunting with the, with the, you know, the circle of people that I was around. And so that kind of like, I was like, that kind of really maybe like distrust him and just, you know, like kind of just mm. males that were trying to build into me a little bit in general. And I think that was a really bad moment. So I would never do that to kids myself. <laughs> and if anybody out there has done sure. this to kids, like if they're young, enough, probably not the big, big of a deal. But if it's a time when they're like trying, you know, becoming a young adult, I think it's a bigger deal. But really like. How old were you? Were you like uh, 11, teenage 12? years? I, I want to say like, you know, anywhere from like, like 15 ish, maybe 13 to 15, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't okay. know. Okay. But really like after I got my first job, I guess I viewed myself more as like a guy. And there was a woman who like, I was telling jokes to or whatever, and she's like, you're a funny man. And that was the first time anybody had actually ever referred to me as a man. I was probably like 25 years old. And I was like, wait, am I a man now? Like, I guess I have a job. I'm self-supporting. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. But like, I had to really think through that. I'm like, am I my guy or am I a man? And so it kind of just hit me. And so I never really had that sort of time when like it was apparent, like now you, you have, you know, responsibilities. Now you're a man. And so I thought, you know, our culture doesn't do a very good job with mm-hmm. that. So what if we develop this, like, kind of our version of, like, a wilderness or, like, a backpacking rite of passage? We could do that. I think the, okay. the normal version of becoming a man is so subjective. Uh, maybe we need to develop our B&B version. Yeah, and I think that anybody can develop their own, you know, depending upon what their values are, depending upon what their passions and their hobbies are. But since we're an outdoor-based podcast, I think we gotta we got to put our own twist on that. So I think that's okay. We're not counselors. We're not here to tell people if they're men or women. That's not our job. No, okay. but I think it's important to, so to make feel- that determination. So okay. so I think we're going to come with our yes. own versions. And, and certainly, you know, it'd be cool if other, other people had their own versions or if they already have them, they shared them, you know, with if they've done that yes. just with their kids or their grandkids. and Or they can even give us feedback on maybe some, some key elements that we're missing here. You already mentioned like your own kind of personal rite of passage where you made the decision to, to go beyond your boundaries, but was there anything kind of related to backpacking that you experienced that you felt like this is a moment that is big time? Yeah, there was a moment. Death March on the Death March. Um, of course. It, of course, right? So it was after, yeah. I think, the first night. And I don't know if I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this in the Death March episode, but there was when I got up the first morning and I literally was hurting and all my muscles were hurting. And then right. I got up and tried to walk, and I realized I had all these blisters covering both feet. Right. And then you mentioned, yeah, this is like the long day today, or we're going like 19, or some absurd amount of miles or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I had this moment, I'm like, how? I'm like, either I got to decide to turn back, or I got to like continue on in all this pain. 
But mm-hmm. I think that was the decision. I'm like, you, I had to make that decision to continue to go forward and believe that I could do it, even though it was like everything in my body was like, don't go. I was, uh, it's kind of overcoming it with willpower and just like belief that I could overcome it. And it was, I think once I did it, I was like, wow. I kind of felt like I could do any trip at that point, uh, you know, confidence wise. So. So you're saying that I unwittingly created a a rite of passage <laughs> moment for you that you overcame. Is that right? Uh, well, if you're scheduling all the trips, then I guess you can take that credit. But it probably would have been any backpacking trip. <laughs> I mean, that was a hard yeah. one. Only a Carl's trip would have worked for that. <laughs> right? Because like, I'm not going to plan a backpacking trip with anybody else, right? So right. Uh, I think doing that really kind of set the standard. Because I think the rite of passage occurred when, like, your body is at its, like, threshold of, like, what it can handle. Yeah. And then you have to decide, am I going to shut down or keep going? And that's really that moment where you're like, all right, well, what are you going to do? There's definitely so a physical decide. nature to that. I, I agree. If I printed a T-shirt out that said Carl provided my right of passage <laughs> would you feel a sense of pride <laughs> if, <laughs> if you were willing to wear that not just on the backpacking trip but just like around i'd be i'd be excited about that <laughs> <laughs> just to like ralph's so let's go to the store and be like, yes. who's carl how do you like, yeah well yeah then you'd, just, you'd, that, be, you'd be telling stories about me that'd be, that'd be pretty cool so you wanted to talk about right as right of passages in general criteria wise for people in the backpacking world yeah so based upon because you, you now have two full experiences to pull from you have like the physical nature then you have sort of your your mental capacity to get beyond yourself in a lot of ways and so through those experiences like yeah, could you develop a legit rite of passage? What do you, what would you come up with? I think to each person a rite of passage can be super subjective. So I think there's different categories. Um, so I came up with categories. Right. One, like you kind of mentioned already, was getting out of your comfort zone okay. and maybe just going on a trip and surviving it is your rite of passage. Uh, maybe it's like ma- maxing out your physical okay. tolerance and surviving that. Um, I think I I did a little research and right. just saw what people were talking about, and there were some people that you know said like my rite of passage I felt as a, as as whatever in the backpacking world was uh, more achievement based. You know, like I did the PCT trail, I did X Y Z trail. You know, right? Um, so there was more like that achievement based. Maybe it wasn't like the physical or the struggle along the way, but it was like the completion of it. Um, and then for some other people, it was like task oriented um and you know they were like i learned how to you know pitch a tent and start a fire and cook my food by myself with no help and i survived i did i can do that now and i feel like i'm a man now and i can do anything you know so that was kind of like their take on it was more of a task oriented i mastered these skills now i feel quote unquote more like competent as a man now i feel like i can do these bigger challenges or whatever so uh, and I think it's really dependent on people and where they are, where they were at in their right. life. Like how old were they? In their, like we were talking about people in their twenties, right? So um, that kind of was geared around that kind right. of time period. So okay, so yours is more categorical. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, mine is more. I, I guess I can. I came up with one that was all encompassing, and I, I like the categories. That that's good. I, I I just feel like if you look around the world, different at various rites of passage. Some of them have to do with you know gaining a woman's hand in marriage. Or some is just simply mm-hmm. like showing how mm-hmm. manly you are. And uh, one of my favorite ones that I came across was from a tribe uh, who live in a place called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Vanu- Vanuatu, which is a small Vanuatu. island nation yeah, in the, in the South Pacific. And their rite of passage is called land diving. 
where yes, they yes. build a crude wooden tower that's like 100 feet tall, and it looks like it could topple over. With the, with the bungee. They got the bungee thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they but, yeah. but it's not a bungee. They use a vine, which is way more sketchy than a bungee cord. And like some guy measures it exactly where it's supposed to go, allegedly. Right. And they jump off. I've seen it on TV. It's pretty crazy. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen cow jumping to to gain a woman's or you know somebody's daughter's hand in marriage? <laughs> They're jumping from cow to cow. <laughs> oh, on their backs? On the cow's backs. Yeah, that's in. No, I've Amar. not seen that. That's a thing. Yeah, that's is that a thing? That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, everything with from that involves like <laughs> sticking your hand into a glove that's woven and it has bullet ants and you've got to withstand the stings for over ten minutes. So like you know, a show mm. of toughness. Like I've heard that. Yeah. So mine don't involve any of that stuff. <laughs> I, I just, didn't think so. No, I just try to figure out what, what my criteria would be for a successful display of kind of young adult into adulthood. So I thought like my five aspects were responsibility, respect, skills, perseverance, and humility. Mm. So mm. I'll take you through each of these, Derek, and you can react and tell me if you like it or if you'd add it, add or take anything away. So In regard to responsibility relating to backpacking, I would want, like my son specifically, to plan, prepare, pack, and partake in his own wilderness experience. It's a lot of peas. So he's in charge of all of that. It's a lot of peas. Yeah. It is. So so that's his rite of passage then to... That's that's the first part. Okay. That's the responsibility part. Okay. Proceed. Okay. Plan, pair, prepare. All right. Plan, prepare, pack, partake. Got it. Yeah, I I'm not a big acronym guy, so that's why I just sound it out. But Clearly. Yeah. yeah. The respect part is I want him to present it to me, like basically it's like a communication piece to me, and then he has to like accept feedback. So if there's some areas he's missing, whether it's like missing pieces on the gear list, he didn't quite pack right, his plan looks too easy, too hard, too dangerous, whatever, like he's got to take feedback and be able mm. to accept it. Respect. Mm, that's That's huge, huge. Accepting okay. feedback is huge. Yeah. So I know you struggle with that still, so it's hard. <laughs> I think a lot of us struggle with that. I think, yeah. I think sure. a lot, though, is how, how is the feedback delivered? You know, because yeah. if you got, you know, that's probably the biggest thing. So. Well, anyway. and the hope is that, yeah, and it's from somebody that you want feedback from. There's, you know, people that are offering unsolicited advice all the time, and you don't uh, want feedback from them. Even if there's, like, true. partial truth in there, you're just like, you just discard it because you're like, okay, that's enough out of you. <laughs> yeah, like, like patronism guy. Like, he'll do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you'll, you'll be like, I don't care. Right. So, so I, yeah, I, I think I'm actually pretty good. I actually seek out feedback in a lot of ways just to make sure, you know, to, to, I feel like that, that's what enables you to produce your best product, whatever it is you're creating. I would say that's true. I think you're, you're, t- you're a teachable guy, but you're full of mockery. So it's like you have to, full of mockery. but you're still willing to learn something. Well, what I mean is like, if let's say I'm teaching you something new, like, hey, Carl, let me show you how to do this. Right. And you're like, if I don't present it and like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Like, if you don't see me and you're like, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Oh, let me, oh I really want to learn this. This is cool. All right. If I do it, like, if there's any like chink in my armor, I'm going to hear about it. And you're gonna mock me a little bit. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot do. of times when you te- when we're teaching each other though. Let's be honest. But if you are shown to be an expert no, in an area no. or more than adequate, like I think that I think most people would respect that and want to learn. I would hope so. Yeah. If they've you know successfully achieved this rite of passage like we're talking about. But anyway, I, the hope is that if it's your son, grandson, if you're the mentor, that this person has had has established enough of a relationship with you where they would trust your feedback. Because they knew that you were experiencing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, So that's the hope. Yeah. 
So this sure. one, I think you, you're going to have some suggestions here because I have the skills mm-hmm. area. And mm-hmm. so the skills that I would deem important or kind of essential with this would be like successful navigation, even, even if it's on the trail, just, you know, going the right way and navigating with trail signs and such, or maybe there's a missing trail sign. Yeah. Um, creating a safe fire. That's not going to light the forest on fire. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cooking your own food, like providing for yourself, basically Yeah. setting up your own shelter. Yeah. And then this one is, this one I think is, will be easy for my son because I've exposed him to so much outdoorsiness, but this is hard. Mm-hmm. I think for adults who, who have don't quite have the wilderness experience and this last one is sleep without fear. You're not afraid yeah. of, of your surroundings. I could see that. I could see a lot of people being scared. I don't know. Is there any, are there any skills that you would add to that? I think those are probably very, I think those are the most essential, I would say. Um, I think that's a great starting point. I think as he, as he masters those things, then, you know, you could start going more like Eagle Scouty on him with like smaller, more tedious skills yeah i didn't want to start i didn't want to start offering up like badges or like patches or sashes and be like hey you've now achieved this like you got your <laughs> backpack that's not badge. uh yeah no i think right not. yeah i think those are the probably the best places to start in my opinion so i got two more one next one this is the one that you referred to with your death march experience perseverance mm-hmm. being able to overcome an obstacle so whether that's like a really high mileage day when you're already tired or you know you forgot a key piece of gear but you're gonna push on there's tough mm. weather conditions, whatever it is. Like you, you are not going to give up. You're going to be responsible and be safe, but you're not going to give up. And so, you know, we've had guys we kind of joke about, you know, forgetting the sleeping bag, but like they still did the trip, right? So right, they're not giving right. up. And so n- none of this turnaround <laughs> so, stuff. Right. Correct. And then last one is humility. This one's the hardest one to measure, but taking a challenge or a problem with you out into the wilderness, something that you're struggling with. And just just do something with it, whether it's, you know, praying about it fast, have a period of silence, um, mm-hmm. whatever it takes, like, like bring that out there and, and seek some peace and try to find some sort of a solution, whether it's through those spiritual disciplines or something else. There's nothing like a mountaintop to help aid in that as well. For sure. So it sounds, so you got responsibility, respect, skills, perseverance, humility, R-R-S-P-H. Yeah. It sounds like you have five categories with a bunch of subcategories. So, I, you know. What do you mean subcategories? Well, sub-information, we'll say. Sub-points, plot points. Do you mean like I describe the categories? Yes. I do, I do. Okay. Responsibility well, meaning plan, prepare, pack. So, so by my criteria, I think... I think you have hit all, I think you've hit four out of five of these that I know of. Actually, actually three, maybe three out of five. I'm looking at the respect one. <laughs> Humility, you missed. But you're not my father. You're not my father. I'm your mentor, though. <laughs> you're my moot. You are my mooch mentor. Okay. I will say that. I do yeah. honor that. That's not going away. My shoulder mentor as well. There you go. I think this wouldn't, yeah, it's tough when, when you're already in the adult stages. Like, it's hard to go back and, and do some of this stuff, but... Do you feel yeah. like you've hit the humility one? <laughs> I knew you were going to hit that. No, I'm not, I, I honestly don't know. Like, like, have you taken something? No, that's a fair yeah. question. That's a fair question. I think the humility one is by far the hardest one for, oh, yeah. uh, if you're being honest with yourself, I think, it, I mean, it's, it's always something you will struggle with either a small degree or a large degree. Cause there's, a, there's that, there's that like line. You're like, well, I've been doing this for a billion years and I know everything. And yeah, I think, is that, is that humble? But is it, no, it doesn't have not. to be just about, you know, your outdoor experience. It could just be like a life struggle. You know, True. we all have those 
going on. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I think I definitely struggle with humility. I think that's and, and and to be honest with you, I hope it always is a struggle because I don't ever want to think like, okay, I'm humble, mm. I'm good to go. Okay. You know, because I think once you reach that point, you're fooling yourself. And I I think the struggle, as they say, the struggle is real. The struggle should be real. It should be daily. Right. Um, it shouldn't be something you fully achieve in my no, opinion. No, but it's just but, nice to take that time out in the wilderness to, to kind of, like, as we talked about before, do a reset. We talked about that in previous episodes. Yeah, reflect, yeah. get perspective, right. things like that. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Okay. No, I agree. Hey, yeah. How are you feeling overall about that? You feel like you still need to do a few things to become a man? or No, as I was mentioning, I, like this is something that I would want to do with my son when he's old enough. So we're talking, you know, like mid to late teenage years and his early 20s. That's a good idea. And so yeah. I, I'm hoping that he'll be up for that and I'm hoping he'll be, you know, want to do this. And I'm hoping that mm-hmm. people out there would have something so that, you know, whether it's through communication or something like that when, when a boy mm-hmm. becomes a man or becomes an adult or even a girl becomes an adult, like mm-hmm. it's important to say like, hey, now this is your time. This, you know, you have these responsibilities and you are now yeah. a grown up. It's time to put these childish things away and it's time to, to step it up. True. So, yeah, like I, like I said, it didn't sound like, you know, you had to figure out on your, your, by, by yourself. I had to figure out by myself. So we didn't have these, these uh, opportunities. It's not part of American culture for the most part. So I think it's important to establish this. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I may jump in there, like I like my dad wasn't around when I grew up, so I didn't have that person being like, my mom did a pretty good job, but I didn't have that male figure being like, dude, you're being lame. Like, you need to like buck up and like do it. My grandpa did a pretty good job later later on, but um, life has a really f- interesting way of slapping you in the face. And so if you don't have that male figure or person in your life that does that for you as a guy or vice versa as a girl, um, life will definitely probably age you and slapping you in the face and telling you like, you don't have it all figured out. You need to slow right. down a little bit. For sure. So, which is, For which sure. can be a good thing. Depends how you right. respond to it though. But I mean, yeah. yeah, but we've all, we all encounter people that are, you know, you know, big boys in a man's body and, you know, and it's, and it's not about not having fun. It's just about, yeah, kind of taking that next step in life. Yeah, and I and I'll say one misconception, and this goes for girls as well. Like, um, I think there's a, there's this conception like, well, I'm mature, I need to be serious, and this isn't this is you know real situation. I can't I can't cut back and have fun. You know what I mean? Because you know those people that are like, I always got to be right. on point and serious. But then there's people that can like balance it, where like, yeah, I can be your leader, but let's go jump in the lake and throw snow yeah, at each yeah, other yeah. or or whatever. And uh, I think you need. A balance, in my opinion, yeah. is always... Like, let's throw snow at each other, but at the same time, let's be adults, and when somebody texts you an invite to a backpacking trip, let's actually respond. How about that? Responsible. Responsibility. Mm, mm, true, true. I know that that one gets you, because a lot of people just, like... Well, we, we already talked about that one. I just was, yeah, that. referencing that. But no, for the, the, yeah. the non-response definitely gets me. So I think we kind of talked through a lot yeah. of stuff there, and hopefully something was triggered something or maybe maybe some of the listeners had had their own experiences they wouldn't mind sharing or they had maybe their dads or mentors set something up that was super helpful like we are open to whatever feedback you have about this we probably missed some key elements that Mm. we should have included but either way i think i think this is good all right trivia trivia this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
Altacovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. It's Derek's turn, but you had a, you had a rough week. Is that fair to say? You could, yeah, yeah. I guess it was pretty overwhelming, so I'm gonna pass the yeah. baton to you. I will pick it up next week. Yeah. So you could do the yeah, next couple maybe if you if you're up for it. Come so on. I try to do this trivia like in Derek style, where wow, it's just like subjective. So you can <laughs> vague, subjective, <laughs> vague and subjective, <laughs> but but way more fun. But way more fun. Probably we'll probably we'll still okay. find out. I've got a list, and these lists are is a, a list of behaviors that you should have mm. as a boy, a teenager, or an adult. Okay, <laughs> possibly a girl, teenager, an adult. And so you've okay. got to decide, like, at what point is it appropriate to exhibit these behaviors? <laughs> I have a feeling these are already going to involve poop. Some of these are going to involve poop, but okay. I'm, that's just well, a guess. I don't know. It is your trivia, so keep that's that true. All right, so I'm gonna so I'll do the first one and I'll kind of explain it so you know how to do this. So the first one is follow regulations without complaining and whining. So, like you don't have to agree with the regulations. We have certainly disagreed with lots of regulations that, that are out there. We've talked about them ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we still at times <laughs> will follow them and do so without complaining and whining about it the whole time. So, at what age should you be able to do that? Like, what what's what stage of life? It's funny you started out with this one because I'm just thinking about you whining about the bear boxes whining. and the bears on the last trip. We might well, have different definitions like, of whining then. Complain, complain. Slight annoyance, but tit for tat, neither here nor yeah. there. Did I, did I complain or did I just not follow the regulation? I think you were trying to challenge a, an official ranger, and that might be construed as complaining or not complying with regulations. That's all, that's all I'm okay. saying. Um, okay. It's open for interpretation. I would say you should be able to do that from the teenage years on. Okay. I agree with that one. 
and whether you feel like I qualify or not is a separate issue. <laughs> but I'll give you, <laughs> no comment. I'll give you a point. Okay. What's so funny about what you just said is that it really is going to tie into our next episode, which I have not, we haven't discussed, but I've got something in store that I think you're going to love mm. related to exactly what you just talked about, challenge the okay. major. So more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next one. Uh, you should be able to complete a 50-mile backpacking trip over the course of about five days. Five days? Um, yeah, so 10 miles a day, five days. 10 miles a day. Yeah, I, I feel like a teenager could do that. I feel like okay. a teenager could do that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And hopefully without complaining and whining as well. So That'd be minimal. I would allow some minimal complaining and whining, but not much. This one, this one's going to be a tough one. Avoid immediate gratification and be able to have patience for things to come. Mm. Like, like there are adults out there right now I know that are like, yeah, I can't do that. You know, like, I don't mm. want to order on Amazon Prime and wait my two days. I want to go, go to the store and get it right now. Like, they can't wait. <laughs> is, that, is that you? Is that who you are? <laughs> it's, no, this is actually a strength of mine. I'll, I'll, like, I will agree that the first one is a weakness. This one's a strength, though. Like, I, I have patience. I didn't when I was younger. This is why I, I put this one on here is because I had to learn this. But just to clarify, you're saying you can Amazon Prime and you view that as patience. I no, I can go beyond that. Like if, <laughs> if I don't get my get my item, like I'm not a, a stuff kind of guy, but I I can wait a long time. Okay. I don't have immediate gratification like a week. issues. Two weeks. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, you go to REI a lot, so I'm just I I'm do. Just no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, what? Okay, so what? What age should I be able to avoid immediate yeah. gratification? And have patience for right. things to come. Mm, I'm, I'm hoping it's a teenager, but I know that can be challenging in a lot of certain yeah. ways. Like, my nephew does a really good job. I feel like he has patience for a lot of stuff, and he does not need a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I know it can be done as a teenager. Right. I would say he's a great example of that. But, I am I mean, I'm hoping as an adult you can do that because that would be I think I think, yeah, I think for, you, we have to you. train our kids and our teenagers, and really by your adult years you can kind of self-monitor. But... Like I try to, yeah. you know, any, if we're going on a hike and I've got like a pack of M&Ms, I might be like, okay, well, you can have some of these if you make it to the next <laughs> junction or to camp, but you're not getting them right now. Like, you know, it's just like you see them, you want them, mm. but we're going to delay that gratification. Sure. You're going to earn them. And it's just kind of a practice for that. And yeah. we'll see how it plays out, but that's what I try to do. I feel like, you know, especially Boy Scouts, and Nolt might be able to attest to this more, like, you know, if you are around this environment, uh, especially the backpacking world, but in behaviors in general, like I would hope that the core skills necessary to be more patient and avoid immediate gratification should be in the works, okay. I should say. Hopefully they're in the works yeah. as a teenager. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe not mastered, but... All right, next one. Poop in the woods. Yeah, one of your it. favorite things to do. There it yes. is. There it is. Poop yep. in the woods. When should I be able to poop in the woods? Yeah. As a boy. I should be able okay. to poop in the woods. Yes. Yep. You're, I mean, I'm sure. I'm assuming your kid pooped in the woods. Your kids pooped in the woods. Like, yeah, they, they, they okay. do. I, I had I not. Mean, some people up. bring, some people bring the little porta potties, you know, like <laughs> the miniature thing, and then they just bag yeah. up the poop. So we, I could do that for you. Bring a porta potty on the trip, and then you could bag up your poop. I think we have a guy in a group that would, that would appreciate that. It's not me, but we, there was a, there would be a guy that would love that actually. Um, uh, I'm think I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't do that when I was a boy, but certainly, yeah, my kids can do that, which is awesome. All right, so, man, you're 100% yeah. so far to, in this subjective um, survey of life here. Whew. Okay, 
have okay this one this one's tough have a two-way conversation the key here is two-way conversation and the other key is without looking at a device like like a phone right like anything a computer tablet i would definitely say should you should hopefully have that mastered as an adult but i i think you and i both know that there's a lot of people that don't do that i mean i'm guilty (laughs) i'm guilty of that right for sure um, but I like to, in general, I, I, I think my wife probably suffers the most from that, but I think I'd like to think that I, you know, stop a phone call or, or put my phone down or something when, when somebody's present. It's, it's not house. that you do, I'm not saying you do this every time. I'm just saying that you have this ability, like you can do this. Oh yeah. I believe so you what, can too. Yeah. At what age though? What, at what level? I want to say like early, like, like mastered, I, I would I didn't say master, just, just, yeah, you're, you're going, you're digging too deep on here. I mean, as a teenager, you should be able okay. to do it. As a teenager, you should be able to right. do it, I think. I mean, hopefully you can start, I don't know, is anybody ever going to master it? I don't know. I mean. Master it? It's just a conversation. This isn't like, you know. No, this is, this is, you categorize it, so I'm going to. I didn't realize, it, yeah, we, I've brought this up before. It's like social skills really do, like, this is hitting a nerve with you. Like, maybe this is something we got to work on. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I am offended, Carl. Uh, no, I'd say teenage, teenagers probably. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think a lot of teenagers can't do this, but I think that they, yeah, that's something that, that they should be working on or they should be able to do by teenagers for sure. Obviously for we sure. did it back in the day cause we didn't have all the technology, but having one in your hand and then doing it now is a different story. So it's doable. I think you're right. Yeah. It's, and it's not just about the technology. It's about the two way conversation. Like obviously young kids, you know, you ask them questions and, and some of the talkative ones will just go off and talk and talk and talk. And then they, they're not going to reciprocate with answers. They're right. just young, right? But by teenage years, they should know how to to start a conversation or, or you know. I feel, like, I feel like you encounter this a lot on your daily work. Today. Oh, my gosh. Good. Yes, I do. <laughs> and there's, yeah, for sure. And not to go off down a rabbit hole. But, yeah, the kids that really invest a good chunk of their time playing video games in their basement, mm. um, like they have, not all of them, but a lot of them mm. have a tough time talking and they have a tough time with rational thought for sure so yeah that's uh, yeah we'll attest to that yeah yep okay start a fire start a fire uh i I mean i definitely didn't master this till i was an adult i think as a teenager it's doable for sure it just depends how much exposure you have to doing it like knowlton was an eagle like a boy scout so you're gonna have more opportunities where and you take your kid out right your kids out to the woods or whatever and you guys might be able to practice that but if you don't have opportunities then it might right. not come till you're an adult but it's also there's a lot of age-based stuff in there too like my kids yeah like they have exposure to campfires but they like i'm trying to get them to light a match and they're still scared and i don't want to force it so over yeah, the years yeah, we're, yeah. we're gonna do baby steps you know okay just light a match then yeah. let's try to you know put the necessary kindling down that kind of thing but i agree teenage years for that one I could see your boy and your girl being able to do that in their early teen years. I hope so. Without a problem. That's I the hope goal. So. Okay. That's my expectation. Last yeah. one. Wears yes. deodorant consistently. <laughs> oh, man. It's not a daily choice. It's a daily habit. <laughs> that is so true. I mean, gosh, I want to say when it starts. What, what, when did I start wearing deodorant? I don't know. I mean, I would say kids that are pre-teen, 11, 12 should make this a habit okay. right away because there's should. teenagers that we all know uh, i'm sure you know some oh yeah people that just yeah i don't need to do it today yeah right. i showered the other day yeah you know they don't i don't think they understand 
what that's about. I can, yeah. I can attest to my brother. I love my brother, but like when we were little, he was, I think it was like eight, nine, 10. He was like, mom, I showered like three days ago. I don't need to shower. <laughs> like what's the deal? Like, yep. So you just, you know, you don't really get it, but yeah. Preteen, I'd say preteen. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that you got all these right, Derek. I'm proud Except of you. So I will say that I designed the trivia, you know, in your style, but I didn't grade you in your style. Had I graded you by the criteria you typically use, you would have been <laughs> over. <laughs> I just want you to recognize I had no problem giving answers, whereas you struggle with my yeah. trivia yeah. giving answers. So. <laughs> okay. Just note that. It wasn't that hard. Note that. Let's wrap it. Guys, thanks again okay. for joining us. Um, keep sending us your feedback. If you have a rite of passage idea for Carl, put it on the Facebook page. Send, send, us, uh, <laughs> send us some information on that. I'm sure Carl would appreciate it. I would appreciate it. So, yeah, send us a review on Apple, iTunes, and or the Google Podcast new app. That would be amazing. And we will see you next time, guys. It is not backpacking unless there are 38 blisters on your big toe. Have a good one. So, guys, I'm going to level with you, Carl. Yeah, he just, did he log? Yeah, he just logged off. Uh, look, he was lying to you guys about the whole thing, okay? he's He did have a rite of passage. He does feel like a man. Uh, this happened when he was, I think it was 34, 35, maybe 36. He, he, was, he told me one time, he's like, look, I feel like a man. I was like, what happened? He's like, look, I got up. I tied my shoes by myself. I made myself a bowl of cereal and I unlocked and locked the door by myself and I feel like a man. And I and then he started crying. He started crying, you guys. And all I could do was say, add a boy. Or I and then I said, oops, add a add a add a man and handed him like three tissues. We've been best friends ever since. Pretty crazy. Four in the Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. In In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.